So today my topic is going to be peace. I believe I'm audible enough. Am I? You can hear me. So what is peace? If I may ask. Hey, Annie is, Annie is smiling because he, he, he saw that message somewhere. Peace. What is the meaning of peace? Freedom or a period of freedom from, uh, uh, from public disturbance or war. Or it is a quiet and calm state of mind. It is an agreement and harmony among people. It is commonly used to mean lack of conflict, worry, and stress. I was so stressed, I didn't have any peace. Hallelujah. But one thing I would like to say, people everywhere are created equal. When you look at those first words that I've used in that sentence, they mean peace. People, P, everywhere, E, R, A, created, C, equal. Are we together? So perceive everyone as Christ everywhere. Every time I see people, I want to see Christ in those people. So always get to know that positive energy. Today I'm having that energy. I was so stressed. But when I realized who I am, I decided to become positive with my energy. And to correct all the errors. I didn't want to seek on that problem again. I decided to correct it. And we decided to go live. Wow. Direct. So, where do we experience peace? If I may ask. I've not yet started preaching. When I start preaching, you'll realize I'm preaching. And I know pastor is wondering, what is this lady going to preach about? I didn't want to tell him because I knew he was going to give me some <laughs> directions. So I decided to make it like a surprise. Where do we experience peace? Do we experience peace in the church? Yes or no? Yes. I need you to answer yes. me, please. Yes. Do we experience peace in our homes? Yes. yes. <laughs> the, yeses are, the yeses are now reducing. Do we experience yes at our place of work? No. <laughs> Good on you. Do we experience peace when we go for games? Games. Or gyms. Or when we go to meet with our friends. Do we experience peace there? Sometimes. Now the answers are reducing. Do we experience peace when we go to uh, uh, political meetings? Why? <laughs> that is awesome. But I'm so grateful you've given me all those answers. They are so true and they are so correct and it is true. Generally, I believe God created us to have peace. The Bible tells us that our God is God of peace. Yes. Hallelujah. And this is in First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23. Our God is God of peace. He is the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, 6. 
So peace is the foundation of our faith. Ephesians 6.15b I will read that later. Unfortunately, we don't have peace on this earth. See what is happening now. Now, I have been asking myself, why, why is it that there is no peace everywhere? Do you know that in the Bible, in the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 51, there's something that Jesus said that was so interesting. Jesus said that he has not come to bring peace. Hey, but rather division. Why? Because he knew the peace of earth was not of the peace in him. In this world, we have a lot of challenges, a lot of storms, a lot of sicknesses. I'm surprised we are in the second week of November. We are supposed to be preparing ourselves for summer, but the weather today has decided to give us some. Yeah? We've gone back to winter. Anyway, <laughs> I will complain. I'm grateful to God because I have the peace of God in me. So, all these things that are happening, Jesus also spoke about them. But did he mean that? What did he mean when he said that he has not come to bring peace, but rather division? I know I'm talking to pastors here. Gary can be best in giving me an answer on that. I salute you, sir. Your theology, it's okay. Right. <laughs> Pastor Stewart is our teacher here. If I do a mess, hey, hey, I will have no house to go to. There will be no peace. <laughs> I'm so grateful I have my brother, Annie. Every time I write something, he goes and writes away and writes to show me that I'm still here watching. Every day, I always get a text from Shirley, and I know if I mess up with her, she will send me those nice messages to correct me. I've got a very, very wonderful friend called Jennifer. Jennifer, when I tell her, next week we'll plan a day to pray. Don't ever make a promise to Jennifer. She will keep calling you. When are we praying? I'm tired. Okay, let me pray. I didn't expect Jennifer to be that powerful. God bless you, my sister. You are awesome. And everyone here, you guys, you are just amazing. And even the online people, thank you so much for giving me that peace when it was not there. Wow! Ephesians 6.15b. I would like us to have a look at that verse. Could you bring that verse for us so that I can read it? I want verse uh, 15 it's, it's a tricky one because I didn't tell you that I'm so sorry but just allow me to do that yeah just one verse <coughs> Ephesians uh, no yeah Ephesians 6 15 not Galatians Ephesians 6, 6, 15, not 5, 16. 6, 15. 
I think the problem is because pastor is just seated next to you there. Ah, Ephesians 6:15. Pastor Stuart, could you please read for me that verse? Okay. Uh, anyone who is able to read the verse for me? And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Hey. He assures that, us that in him we have peace. And with oppression of this world, we need to have peace. But we need to cheer up. For he has overcome the world. Where did I get that from? John 16.33 Cheer up, for we have overcome the world. Now I've got a question. I've been talking about peace and how we are getting peace and where we find this peace. What robs us from our peace? I've not yet started preaching and oh, I'm already 15 minutes. What, what steals our peace? Difficult situations and circumstances. News about what is happening in the world. Politics. Everyone here said when they go to those meetings, they don't enjoy it. There is no peace. I discovered people were so stressed when we had this COVID-19. There was no peace. Lockdowns, restrictions. We plan on going to visit my, my sister, my brother, my daughter, my mother. Restriction. No peace. Climate changes. I've even seen people demonstrating because of climate changes. I even wonder how. Anyway, <laughs> another problem has been the wars and uh, terrorism. Uh, there are so many things. These are circumstances that come to us and they are so difficult. They affect us and they rob our peace. Number two, frustrating people and friends and leaders. Ever heard a friend, when you meet with that friend and you talk, by the time you finish with that pe person and you're going home, you're asking yourself, why did I have to meet with that person? I went to meet with that person when I was happy. But by the time I went home, I was already annoyed. Have you had such a friend? They just want to stress you. They, they'll never say, see anything good on you. They will always see things not right on you. They just want to frustrate you. You've tried all your best. <coughs> Think, Nick, let me take some water. You've tried all your best to dress the best you can. You have the best mask. And then you meet with this friend and she says, Oh dear, I never knew that you looked that awful with a mask. And you looked yourself into the mirror and you saw that you are looking nice. So that person is trying to frustrate you. I don't like that dress. I don't, li I don't like the hairstyle. I don't like the way you talk. Leave me alone. It's, leave me with my peace. Give me my peace. But that person has been created to frustrate you. We have leaders who will always make sure they bring all the stress to us. Especially political leaders. They will talk against one another. So by the time you go home, you don't want to see the leader of the other side. 
because you think that the leader that you went to is t- talking the truth. Then when you go to the other side, you go home frustrated. Wow. Number three, uncontrollable worry. Now, this is something that we all have done. Have you ever prayed for something and you pray until when you are now just in that position of waiting for, a, for the answer? Everything you see, you see it is a class. For real, God is answering me. And you start thanking God. Oh, Lord, thank you for this new car. I'm so grateful that it is now available. Then you get a, new, a, a call. Mr. Stewart, we are sorry. The car you wanted is no longer there. Uh, 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 yes, unfortunately, it's no longer there. And it's not there. With all those prayers, you get so disappointed. You trust God for something that you need in your house until you even save money to buy that thing. And when it is just one day too, something happens in the house, washing machine breaks, and you can't survive, so you decide now I have to use the money that I had. You feel so pressured, depressed, and you wonder, why? Why did God not answer me? We've had that kind of a thing. And then we start getting worried. Now I've spent all the money that I have. I'm going to tell you an example. One day I went to church and the pastor preached and preached and preached. And I had only, now in Kenya we have shillings. I had only 200 shillings, not. Which you cannot have it divided. And that money I was arranging, I'm going to church, I'll pay my my bus ticket. And then the balance that I'll get, I'll go and give some tithes and offering and go home. So I paid my ticket. Then I got into the church and the pastor preached and preached. I don't know what message he preached, but I thank God it was not about giving because if it was about giving, I would say he had a plan. For some reasons, I had 100 knots and 50 knots. So I decided, okay, I'm going to give the 50 knot so that I have the 100 knot for my fare home and my fare to work the following day. And you know, <laughs> when you are just looking into, into your pocket and you just get, put your fingers into the pocket and you take some money that you just separate it with your fingers. You don't even want to look because you think you are so smart. So I did the same. And I, just, I dropped it. Then time for going home. I wanted to get the balance to go home. There was nothing, my friend. I gave all that I had. Do you think I had any peace? No. I was worried. What has happened? I am suddenly wondering. How can I give everything that I have? Everybody was greeting me and hugging me. Hi, my sister. You've been to the You guys, I wish you can know. I don't know even how I'm going to go home. 
and everybody got into their cars and I don't even have one. So I was a bit shy, I didn't want to show them that I'm going to walk, but I have got to walk three hours to get home. So I waited for everyone to go, then I went to the bus stage and stood there as if I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Then one of the church elders came, sorry pastor, I keep moving, I know. And he said to me, Helen, I've got some money for you. <coughs> I know you owe me 600 shillings. And it's been long. All the time I was pretending, I was asking God, surely how can I come to the church, reach and go home without anything? God, you always say you know the plans you have for me. So I decided now to declare with verses, you have good and wonderful plans for me. Is your good and wonderful plans for me to walk for three hours? Lord Jesus, if you really love me, you need to do a miracle. I'm praying, I'm declaring, but in my mind, I don't have any peace. It was a condition that I had, but I could not control. I was so worried. But the Lord had an answer. He says, peace I live with you. Meaning, even though challenges and storms come into our life, we, we, we should not fear. All we need is to allow God's peace to surround us. Because he's there for us. He wants to see us trust in him. Philippians 4, 6 says... And the peace that surpasses all understanding. <coughs> Doesn't say a half of the understanding. All understanding. Will do what? It will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So today, I would like us to read about this peace. Now, I'm having seven minutes. Be ready now to receive because now I'm starting, I'm starting to preach. Peace is the third fruit of the Spirit. And that's what I wanted us to share. Where did I get to know that peace is the third fruit of the Spirit? It is in the Bible. <clears throat> Galatians chapter 5 verse 13 to 26. We will read that later. But I'm going to start with an illustration. And to the online people, I'm sorry you won't see the picture, but just think of it and you will understand. There was a king who offered a prize to the artist who would paint the best picture of peace. And a lot of artists decided to draw the picture. And the king looked at all the pictures that were drawn. But there were only two pictures and he had to choose between the two pictures which one was the best. The first picture was a calm lake. Image number one, Dennis, a calm lake. There was a perfect mirror for peaceful towering mountains that were all around it. Overhead of that, there was a blue sky with a fluffy cloud 
And all who saw that picture, they said it was a perfect picture of peace. What do you think about it? Looks a bit peaceful. With that image, uh, for those who love photography, Lynn and the rest, wow, I know they understand that. <coughs> I'm sorry, the, the, the picture is a bit stretched because I wanted to get, get it right, but it, it wasn't possible. Then there was this second picture. Look at that. Awesome. Can you see any peace in that picture? The other picture had mountains too. But these were rugged and bare. There was angry sky. The sky doesn't look so pleasing. And down the side, you can see there is some foaming waterfall. Can you see that? It is not, it's not peaceful at all. But look, there is something there. There is a bird resting in the nest. <coughs> you see the bird resting in the nest? And that is what I say is peace. When things look like they are not working out well. I love what Annie told me the other day. <laughs> he said, peace is every, when everything is silent and calm. Like at 2 a.m. in the morning, 3 a.m. in the morning, when everybody is asleep, has, uh, except those who sleep snoring. You know, there are people who sleep when they are snoring. It is like a truck or a train going around. But there are those who sleep you can't even get to know. Now, those are the people who enjoy peace. Because at that time, everything is quiet. I see Kathy laughing. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to sleep next to you now if you snow. Yeah. And in that time, everything is quiet. Everything is silent. That is when you enjoy peace. But to me, I don't think that is peace. I'm so funny. If I want to sleep very well, I make sure I put, I put music. That loud music. Boom, boom, boom. I love that. I'll sleep very well. When it is raining and we have the thunderstorm, that is when I'm going to sleep. Peace does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, trouble, or handwork. It means in the midst of those things where there is noise, <coughs> where there is noise, where there is trouble, where there is all those things happening around, at least you can find yourself calm in your heart. You can find yourself settled in your heart. <clears throat> Today being the second week of November, it's only six weeks to Christmas. And we are already planning for Christmas. I see Jade and Gary, they've already started planning for Christmas. Carol told me I'm already planning for Christmas. Jennifer is saying, I'm planning for Christmas. Pastor is already ready for Christmas. We are all ready. 
we are, we are planning for Christmas. And we always work out things for Christmas to celebrate. I don't know about Sue and Ben and Gerard. Maybe they're also planning for Christmas. Look at the way they are seated. They are so peaceful. So peaceful. <clears throat> In Galatians 5.22, it tells us that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. So today I decided to talk about the third one, which was peace. What happens when you're in peace? You close your eyes, you look, you look inside your heart, and you feel that you are comfortable. You look into yourself in your heart, and you feel everything is okay. You think about yourself, and you see yourself as a successful, responsible person. You can even say, I have peace in my heart. Mother Teresa, she said, peace starts with a smile. Now, it's very interesting. We all come to church well-dressed, smiling. <laughs> we are so good. But I have been thinking, how, does we, how do we look? Or does, how does everyone look when you get up in the morning? Some people get up in the morning and they're like, others others they are smiling I'm very sure Charlie wakes up in the morning smiling <laughs> Pippi, Pippi. <laughs> sorry Charlie I love you darling Ah, peace starts with a smile when you wake up in the morning you have a smile people wake up in the morning and the face tells it all what is going on I don't know Jennifer when you wake up in the morning do you smile now you see that tells me there's no peace. Stuart, when you wake up in the morning, do you smile? Yeah. You see, now he has to think because there are days he smiles, there are days he doesn't smile. <coughs> he wakes up in the morning, mm, that hip is not good. Be thankful to God. He has given you life. He has given you good health. Even if you're in pain, at least you are able to get out of the bed. <laughs> Even after you pray in the morning to start the day, you've prayed but you don't feel like you have the peace. Is that a fruit of the spirit that you are carrying? People are all quiet. Do we have peace in our hearts? Yes. Yeah. Are there times we don't have peace in our hearts? No. It's only Pastor who has answered that. <laughs> The rest has gone, have gone silent. Well, I would like to say this. We all have challenges and storms come into our lives. The bad side of storms and these challenges is because they don't notify us when they are coming. They just come. When they feel like coming, they just come. But this should not rob our peace in the Lord. We need to stick to the Lord Jesus. Even when the situations are looking difficult and painful, we need to stand firm and we need to hold our peace together. I said we are coming to Christmas 
And I know Christmas is the most hectic time. Everyone wants to make everything ready for Christmas. We travel, we buy things, we plan, we spend a lot of money. Then after Christmas, boom. Now that's when you realize the year is over. And I was thinking about how we prepare for Christmas. I don't want to mean that Christmas, we shouldn't prepare for it. I love Christmas. I love it. I love buying presents for people. It's nice. But think about what is the meaning of Christmas. Why do we celebrate Christmas, if I may ask? Birth of? All right, good. That is very nice, Kavi. Birth of Jesus. Now, do you know that if there was someone to judge how Jesus was born, whether it is a, a good way or a bad way, everyone would be worried and would even think about it second time. Just imagine Jesus being born of this unwed or unmarried lady. And there was no preparation that was done for Jesus. Was there? There was even no room. They were given animal, animal place to go and stay there and have the baby. But today, we want to celebrate Christmas with a lot of preparation. We want to celebrate Christmas with a lot of happiness. We want to celebrate Christmas with a lot of plans. We become so stressed out. We have no peace. What does Paul tell us? He tells us that when we live by the Spirit, God produces peace in us. Jesus came to bring peace. But in this season of celebrating Jesus' birth, peace seems like a long way off. We all of us spent and we all remove our focus to celebrate Jesus into celebrating the day, the event. Jesus chose to enter the world without any celebration, any preparation. He had no plans. He didn't come to the world as a royal family. There was no room for him to be born. And yet, today, we have all these plans. God became human, a baby boy, born to unwed an unwed mother, in a village that is not even clearly mentioned. I don't know much. I know it's just Bethlehem, but even the person who gave out the room, you don't know the name. But he was the king of the universe. He was the king of kings. Jesus, king of the universe, son of God, God with us, Emmanuel. <coughs> he was born to come, to die, to, so that you and me can get everlasting life. And that is the peace that we need to have. We need to allow God 
to get into our hearts. We need to be ready and humble. Even though we want to celebrate Christmas, even though we want to plan all these things in a big way, we need to be humble. We need to have that humble peace in our hearts that we are celebrating Christmas. We are having all these things to happen. But we have the peace of the Lord. Do you have Jesus in your heart? As you plan for all these things, do you have Jesus in your heart? Have you found Jesus in your heart? Have you given Jesus your heart? And do you know the inner peace of God? That deep inner conviction that makes you to feel that you are someone. God loves you so much. That's why he decided to send his only son to die on the cross. Just because of you and me. If we are honest to God, we would let him be our peace. We should not allow anything that happens in this world, whether it is sickness, storms, at place of work, stresses, depression, we should not allow them to take our peace. So, what has gone wrong in our life? We have allowed our peace to be stolen. Let us not allow our peace to be stolen. Second, we have made wrong choices. We have made wrong choices. We have decided to do things the way we feel it's right for us. We have not allowed the Lord to give us the way. We have not allowed the Lord to show us the way. We have not allowed the Lord to build and mold us the way he wants. We also want to build ourselves. We want to make things the way we want. And so because we don't give God the chance, we don't have the peace. If we live a life without peace, we will live a life full of sicknesses, rejection, depression, and offenses. No one likes to be lied to. We don't like. No one likes to be gossiped. We don't like gossipers. But we end up finding ourselves into such things. Is that how we can find peace? No. Spiritual peace is within us if we allow God to lead us. If we allow God to use us. If we allow God to be number one in everything we plan. Let us go back to Jesus. Let us get to know why Jesus was born. Let us get to know why Jesus died. And even when we are having communion, every Sunday we normally have communion, let us reflect in our heart, do we have that peace? As we take the wine, the blood of Jesus, and the bread, the body of Jesus, do we have that peace in our heart? Think about it. And enjoy. I would like to finish with a passage. Galatians 5, 16, 26. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, 
so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the, uh, the, acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and... Debauchery. Debauchery. Okay, continue, Pastor. Idolatry and witchcraft, hatred and discord. Jealousy, fits of rage, <laughs> selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Keep in step with the Spirit. It's what we must do. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I'm going to finish with one little story. I know Pastor has got grandchildren, but I'm not talking about his grandchildren, maybe. As I finish this, Pastor will come and pray. Two boys decided to go and spend a night with their grandparents just a week before Christmas. And the boys, when they were there, they were so happy to enjoy everything that was there. And then it was time for them to go to bed. And the young brother decided to pray. He knelt beside his bed and said, I pray for a new bicycle, a new Xbox, a new ledger. The older brother looked at him, nudged him and asked him, why are you shouting your prayers? God is not deaf. And the boy said, my pastor last week said we need to have passionate prayers. He said, yes, we can have passionate prayers. That is very true. But God is not deaf. Our God is God of peace. And the boy looked at him and he said, No! My Pope is deaf. God bless you. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.